0: Welcome to Modern Aikidoist Podcast. Please help by liking, subscribing, and sharing this podcast if you're watching this on YouTube or BitChute. These are all free and help out a great deal. Also, word of mouth is how shows like this reach more people who are interested. I sincerely appreciate your interest and support. This episode is on a topic related to the last episode on deep practice. That is, what tends to happen when you get several practitioners together who are dedicated to excelling in their art, who are using deep practice methods and have created a special group one which creates a breed of top performers this topic is highly relevant to any practitioner both students and instructors it may seem like what i'm talking about is mostly relevant to dojo owners and head instructors but it is equally applicable to students even ones who are looking around for a good dojo to train at every student should be aware of whether they are training in the right place or not if it is superb skill you want to build there's no better place than a dojo which hones excellence. The term for this is a talent hotbed. From the outside, it may look like this group has accidentally stumbled into attracting a handful of naturals who just so happen to have assembled under the same roof. When these talent hotbeds emerge, it's not due to natural talent and happenstance alone. There's a very special combination of ingredients which create the talent hotbed. Before I get into them, let me describe an example of a talent hotbed. One which comes to mind is Cus D'Amato's Catskill Boxing Club back in the 70s and 80s. Cus was an elite boxing coach who really was at the center of what made his group a talent hotbed. The most notable talent which came out of that group was a name everyone will probably recognize, Mike Tyson. What many do not know is that Cus trained another world champion prior to Tyson, Floyd Patterson. He also trained another champion, Jose Torres. It wasn't only champion boxers who came out of that group. Teddy Atlas and Kevin Rooney are Hall of Fame coaches in the boxing world who built their skills within that group. I'm sure there were other notable talents whose names are not as famous. Were all these people natural talents who landed in the same place together by accident? I highly doubt it. They were not a random group of people who just so happened to find an elite coach and leader either. The truth is somewhere in between. One thing to keep in mind about D'Amato is that his boxing record was not impressive. We live in an age where we want the biggest, the best, and the most famous. If you were hunting for a boxing coach, would you want a guy who was a champion himself with belts and trophies covering his wall? Or one who had one professional fight, which he lost, and then retired due to an injury? If you dismissed the latter as not being qualified, you would have dismissed Cuss entirely. Yet he is arguably one of the most intelligent and cunning boxing coaches of all time. When you have a talent hotbed it's more than merely having an elite instructor or coach at the top the group needs students which have a passion to excel every instructor knows that students who don't show up consistently and are not intent on their practice are not going to excel an instructor cannot build the fire in their hearts to be an elite performer even cuss said that he looks for the spark and then his job is to fan that spark into flames which become a raging fire a boxing coach is a little different from a martial arts instructor and that he handpicks who he's going to train. He will often turn down boxers who don't show that spark. Dojos operate on a different model where all students are welcome to come practice. I'm sure anyone who's been teaching classes for a while has probably experienced the remarkable difference between students who are dedicated and passionate to learn and those who are showing up and going through the motions. Passionate and engaged students are a pleasure to mentor. It doesn't matter how fast they learn. It's the fact that their minds and hearts are completely invested in their training and learning. They fall into the deep practice zone almost automatically provided the instructor allows them to. They want to figure out what they're doing and improve. If the instructor structures their sessions to allow them the deep practice, they will learn quickly. The results are remarkable. They will start to learn as fast as their innate abilities will let them. Some will learn faster than others, but no matter how fast that is, you can see the progress. If you guide them well with a thoughtful progression of the skills they need to get first and then build on from there they will see their skills start coming together as well. Training must not be laid out in a haphazard way. Training hotbeds are made starting with the students and instructors who are emotionally invested in their development. From there they are put through a well organized and cohesive program which develops and hones the skill in the correct order. I'm not gonna get into the weeds of how training must be laid out because this training and development can happen in a number of different ways. It should be laid out in a sensible and effective way, but the details of exactly how can be different. Instead, I think it's more important to talk about the influence of the people involved will have on each other and how you go about building a group like this if you want to. In quantum physics, a principle was discovered which was rather puzzling. That is, some things, in this case light, behave differently if they are observed. This led to the observation that observing is not passive at all. We tend to think that we can observe without affecting what we are observing. When it comes to groups, it's easy to think that our individual presence is so insignificant that it does not affect the group. This idea could not be more wrong. Even if you remain completely silent and try merely to observe, you have a very strong influence on the atmosphere of the group. It may not seem like it, but it is true. It doesn't mean your silent observations have a deep impact on what the group is doing, but that doesn't mean there is no effect. Humans are social creatures, and notice the behavior of everyone around them. Every person contributes to a collective mood in a group. Some are positive, whether overwhelmingly positive or mildly positive. Some are negative to some degree and others are neutral or passive. It may seem like a good thing to be neutral, but this can pose problems. People tend to find quiet and passive people to be confusing and you cannot build trust by being silent and neutral. It shows a lack of engagement, and this is a counterproductive behavior among a group of people. Imagine you were in a group of a dozen people, all of whom remained silent and didn't interact with each other. If it were an audience watching a performance, that's one thing. An Aikido class is very interactive, or should be. Deep practice with a partner is extremely interactive. Being quietly passive and not engaged indicates one is probably not in deep practice mode. Directing your uke to give you the level of challenge and intensity you need requires a high level of interaction. If you want to build a talent hotbed, you need to both attract and focus on those who are into the deep practice. These are people who are passionate about learning the art and excelling at it. Any group has a core. These are the people who are the most dedicated, engaged, and passionate about participating. This core group will be the examples of what your group will attract. They are like magnets or guiding lights. Because they are examples, be very careful the makeup of your core group. If you have someone in that core group who has an attitude you find negative or disruptive, this will pose a problem in the future. If you're faced with this, you will need to either talk with them about adjusting their behavior or remove them from the group. This sounds harsh, but there's a reality to human behavior. Like attracts like. The way to build an overwhelmingly positive talent hotbed is to start with a core group of three to five or so who are passionate and dedicated who will be at almost every class. You can start with as few as two or more than five as well. Your group is truly blessed if you have five such people. Once you have a core group and they all have a positive attitude and high level of dedication you will attract more like them. Even more importantly Your group will tend to repel those who have negative attitudes or who want something entirely different from their training once you get on the mat it's time to unleash your imagination figure out creative ways to improve and challenge one another this is where aikidoka run headlong into the idea that there should be no competition in aikido they often state that it is inappropriate to compete which also means comparing their performance or skills to that of other students They avoid any feeling of engagement with besting another student in training. I'll tackle each of these in order. First, the fact that you have people who are striving to do their best gathered together is a huge blessing. Each person will discover and learn things which other students can see. This serves as a source of inspiration. There's a lost opportunity here if students turn away from studying what other students are doing, both in their mistakes and their successes. They will gain a lot of valuable insights by studying and watching what other practitioners do and comparing what they see with what they themselves do. They then evaluate to see whether they can improve or not. This is a natural and effective way for students to feed each other good material and to have the group grow at an accelerated rate. Students who are entirely self-focused will grow more slowly. I recall reading about skill development years ago and a world champion skier was being interviewed. He was from a small Scandinavian village where he developed his skiing ability. It was mostly due to a mentor that he had there, who himself was a former world champion skier. I remember his statement clearly. I'm the best in the world at my sport, but second best in my village. What are the odds that two world champion skiers came from one small village? I'd say it would be pretty close to being hit by lightning. Instead, they clearly influence one another in two profound ways. One. They show one another what is possible and allow each to strive higher for it. In this case, the former world champion probably showed the younger one what was possible and how to do it. And two, they actually compete with one another to a certain degree to higher skills. When you learn, you get better. If you have the passion to excel, you don't want to fall behind other students. This is a great motivator and benefits the people who use it to push themselves to improve. These are things which are lost when someone refuses to benefit from them. Second, the idea of competing directly by offering active resistance is an uke skill. There are times when it's not appropriate, such as working with new students or initially learning complex techniques. However, as students grow, their ability to handle the unpredictable needs to grow as well. A good uke will, at appropriate times, be as challenging as nage needs to push them just past their comfort zone. Doing so will put nage into the deep practice zone. Going easy and being a floppy or compliant uke will make Nage lazy. He will probably enjoy practice because it's easy and will make him feel good about himself, but there's very little skill building there. If someone actually attacks you, they will be active and competitive. They will be trying to harm and dominate you. The more you train against someone who is trying to do the same thing, the better prepared you will be should it happen for real. Of course we start slow and easy, In time, the intensity rises as we learn to become more comfortable with handling an active intent attacker. This is the very nature of martial arts training. I've seen and experienced a lot of martial arts training which is just going through the motions. This may look like martial arts through the window, but doesn't build practical skills. You can build a talent hotbed or evolve your group into one. It takes time, but doing so will make your dojo truly something special. My advice is, Get a firm definition of exactly what you want and focus on it. Make sure every drill and exercise is a step in that direction. Avoid trying to attract a lot of students and instead focus on attracting the right students, the kind of students you cannot wait to work with. Whether you are an instructor or a student, be patient with new students. You may have found a diamond in the rough and it won't become apparent how valuable they are until they relax and you get to know them some. You may be surprised with who become the best students. Don't be afraid of letting your group evolve. It will always be evolving. The question is, is it evolving the way you would like it to go or not? If not, it's up to the group to direct it. Remember, as I said earlier, each member of a group affects the group. There are no observers. If you're there, your voice and energy contribute. Student or instructor, make sure your contributions are constructive and valuable. You are an asset to your group, no matter how insignificant you may think you are. When everyone realizes this and are contributing their passion and positivity, you start building a talent hotbed. What do you think? Please share your ideas in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube or go to the Facebook group Aikido The Martial Side and post a comment. The Spirit Aikido online program is now live. Subscribers get access to video training and mentoring to techniques and training methods that I've adopted from other martial arts to make my Aikido more practical. There's a link in the description section. I invite you to check it out. I always enjoy hearing from listeners of the show, whether through comments or questions. Thank you all for sharing your interest. Enjoy your training.